You are listening to the Center Church Podcast. Center Church is an unapologetic urban church in the heart of Richmond for the heart of Richmond. Our mission is simple, to empower people towards a life-giving journey with Jesus. Enjoy the podcast. My name is Stephen Poor, and I am one of the pastors, uh, a part of leading what you're experiencing today. That is two congregations that are coming together in mission and partnership to be a transformational force here in our city. Um, if you don't mind, before we kind of launch into things, if you're on the outside, do you mind scooching a little bit in? We've got some people that need some seats in the back. We just want to make a little bit of room, which is a good thing. Y'all can go ahead and grab seats while I'm talking. It's no problem to do that. Um, hey, listen, so um, as I mentioned, my name is uh, Stephen Poor, and I'm one of the lead pastors here. And before we pass the piece, before we send the kids out, I want to share um, a traumatic church experience. I realize that many of you here today, you too have traumatic church experiences. Um, my church traumatic uh, experience is a little different than yours probably. Um, maybe, maybe this is true for your story as well. I was left at church. Um, my, my parents left me. They went all the way home, made sandwiches, and um, they, they left me there, and it was a very traumatic experience. I was like weeping in the parking, like, where are you, mom and dad? And my dad comes tearing into, I still remember it to this day, my dad comes tearing into the parking lot in an Oldsmobile station wagon. It stops, and you know what I'm talking about, like a boat, how it like rocks on the water? Very similar to the station wagon. When it stopped, it was like, that's how fast he was driving to get back to me. And um, I just want to start by passing the piece, but I want you to ask a question or answer a question to the person next to you. Have you ever forgotten something really important? Have you ever forgotten something really, I mean, really important, like the apple of your eye in the parking lot of a church? Go ahead and take a couple seconds, discuss with your neighbor, pass the piece, say hello, um, maybe have, give, do some distance, uh, high fives or whatever. Uh, children, you can go ahead and stand up and go into the back with G. G, can you wave your hand? If you consider yourself a young child, go ahead back with G. I will. Yeah, good idea. What's that? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I feel very lucky. All right. Hey, just a reminder, if you are a little friend, um, if you're a young person, we want you to go into the back with Jamel. We're going to be playing games like Floors Lava. We're going to be singing songs in the back. Kids, go ahead back with Jamel if you'd like. If not, feel free to hang out in the congregation. We're happy that you're here. Um, Jamel, thank you for all that you do for our young VIPs and our young friends. Y'all, hey, and give these guys a hand too as they leave. We, hey, we love our little friends. Come on. We won't leave you in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> listen, there, there's a reason why we forget things, all right? And um, sometimes we're really good at, at doing something so that we don't forget. 
In fact, we do this by weddings or a funeral, graduation, the birth of a child, a global pandemic, um, 9-11. We already do this in our lives, and we do this so that we don't forget. And this thing that we're already really good at is marking. We mark, don't we? Maybe you're like me and you don't want to forget something like your Apple earbuds in your backpack. So like you make a note, you're like, I'm placing them in my backpack. And you repeat that to yourself multiple times so that you don't forget that they're there. We mark so that we don't forget. And these events I just lifted off, they punctuate our lives. They, they prepare us for the challenges and the opportunities even that lie ahead. They act as markers of new things and, and point us to a specific spot to be able to look back. Now, in these moments, this chaos of our lives, we can be so busy sometimes looking ahead at the next day, looking ahead at what we have in our future, at our next steps, that we actually forget our first steps with God. Like, isn't that true? That oftentimes we're so busy looking at our next thing, wondering if our next thing is even going to come to fruition, that we forget the places where God was already at work in our lives. At the places where God has sustained us, cared for us, nurtured us. In other words, we actually forget to look back, and this inability to look back often leads us to what I like to call spiritual amnesia. Spiritual amnesia. And do you know what happens when we have spiritual amnesia? Jesus has really challenging words that was actually shared with us last week from Pastor Drew. When we have spiritual amnesia, we perish. We die. We have the audacity to believe that something was accomplished by our own strength. That the future we're enjoying or the present that we're enjoying is merely by our own doing or good fortune. You see, markers, they help us to remember the blessing of our past, but markers also do something really supernatural. They help us to move forward, framing our mission, framing the vision, the calling that God has given us. Markers allow us to look back and yet continue forward. Markers help us to mark a moment of grief, to acknowledge it, to say that was and in some ways still is, but yet we carry forward. You know what I'm talking about. Markers are important because when we forget, when we don't put down markers, when we don't make mental notes, we lose our AirPods, <laughs> but we also lose out on our identity, on who we are, on what shaped us, and where we're going. When our bosses, think about this, don't remember the work that you've contributed they suddenly start to treat you like a commodity. Have you ever been treated like a commodity by your boss? Because your boss didn't remember. <laughs> when our partners, when we don't remember all the good and the people we choose to love, when we don't look back at the places where they've shown up in our lives, 
suddenly we start to toss around words like, you never, you always, we quickly slip into generalities. And you know that generalities are only generally intelligent. And we end up inflicting harm. Worse yet, we experience division and heartache. How many churches have you been a part of where that's true? Where there's a lack of collective memory of what was. And so as a result of not being able to look back at what was, you have a hard time or the organization has a hard time moving forward into something new, into a new blessing, into a new expression. You see, what I think is true, and what this text today is revealing to us that Shay just read, is we become numb to the provision or God's way. That's why um, memory and collective remembering is so important, both to Jewish and Christian tradition. You see, without looking back, this is how I want to frame it. I believe we're kind of like kites without strings. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had a a kite snap from its string? At first, it soars. I mean, it's incredible. It flies off, and you're like, there it goes. You go, little buddy. And then it starts to wobble, doesn't it? And because it's not tethered to the source of its past, to the source of what is flying it, what is giving it flight, the tension, it eventually falls to the ground. It perishes, Jesus says. It dies. It falls apart. It doesn't remember. So I want to offer a little bit of context of what's happening in this biblical narrative we just heard, that we just read. Now, the Israelites were liberated from Egypt. They were enslaved in Egypt, and they were taken on a wilderness journey after their Passover, after their liberation. And during this wilderness journey, they were provided what is called manna. This was a bread that God gave the Israelites in their 40 long years of wandering. And their leader, Moses, eventually took them to the promised land, the place that God had been sharing with them. This is the land of milk and honey. This is the place where you'll multiply more than the stars. And Moses eventually got them to the land of Canaan, and he dies looking in before ever entering. Now, before he dies, he passes the mantle on to Joshua, who now Joshua, it is Joshua's task to lead the Israelites in. And they continued to eat manna, and sometimes they would grumble. Sometimes they would complain. Sometimes they would say things like, ah, we should really go back into slavery. Things were much better then. We had garlic. We love garlic. <laughs> and now look at us. We're eating the same thing, beans for 40 long years of beans, baked beans, poached beans, pinto beans, <laughs> All the beans for 40 long years. They were tired of eating the provisions of God, and they wanted more. They forgot. They forgot what it was like to be in slavery. They forgot all the pain and all the suffering. They they forgot. And why did they forget? Because Passover ceased during the wandering years. So they forgot their collective memory. 
They forgot where they came from. And so Joshua, knowing the propensity to forget, he wanted to make a mark. And so they were carrying what is called the Ark of the Covenant. This was the dwelling place, they believed, of God, and it was powerful. It was the source of their strength. And so Joshua said, hey, listen, I want a couple of you to carry the Ark across this Jordan River that we have to cross to enter into the land of Canaan. And as they were carrying the Ark, I imagine it was heavy. It's where God resided. As they were carrying the Ark... They get to the Jordan, and before they make a step, do you know what happens? The Jordan stopped flowing. <laughs> do you know what else stopped flowing during the Exodus narrative? The sea parted. The waters stopped flowing. Memory plays a very important role when you look back and you see the places where God has shown up. You can expect to see new places where God is going to show up in your life. <laughs> Memory is important. And so they carried the ark across. And as Joshua and his people were carrying this ark across, he said, look, we're not going to forget this moment. This is a very important moment in our formation. We're going to make a pile of stones in the middle of this river. And when our children ask, we will take them back to this place so that they will remember God's provision. Because one day the manna will stop. One day our lives will change. We will enter into a new season. We will get a new job. We will finally have a house. We will finally be able to make a family. One day our life will change and we need to remember the important moments. One day someone will hurt us deeply and we need to remember that moment so that we don't let that person harm us again. <laughs> you see, something happens when we don't mark. Not only do we prevent ourselves from the blessing that God really wants to give to us, but we have a propensity to get hurt once again because we don't remember. We don't mark. We don't say never again, or, or we don't say that is the way that God chose to show up. And so Joshua led the Israelites into the land of Canaan, into the land of milk and honey, and the text tells us that they got to eat new grain, that they were responsible for the land of milk and honey, and they began to cultivate new crops, new provisions of God. You see, memory reminds us where we've been and where God is taking us. Memory keeps us faithful so that we don't become forgetful. Because, friends, humans, we're really forgetful, aren't we? But God, if you took a moment and looked back on your life, God is faithful. Humans, we are forgetful, aren't we? But God, God is faithful. And if you just look back, if you just remember, you see, generation after generation, these monuments, these rocks that Joshua instructed his people to make as a monument acted as a place of remembrance of God's provision. 
Last week, Drew shared something really hard for us. I've already mentioned it. It came from Luke 13, uh, verse number five. It says this, but unless you repent, Jesus says, you will all perish. Now, this word um, repent, as Drew shared with us last week, it is the ancient Greek word metanoia. Meta, to change, noia, or gnosis, the way you think. To change the way you think. Now everybody's going to think you're a Greek scholar. Use that at work. People are going to think you're really cool, I promise. (laughs) Now we have to keep in mind, um, when Jesus speaks, Jesus is fully Jewish. Some of you are shocked right now to find that out. Jesus was a practicing uh, Jewish man, okay? And so he would have understood this word repent in Hebrew, Now, the Hebrew definition of the word repent, the ancient Hebrew word is teshuva, teshuva, okay? Jesus uh, would have understood this word repent as teshuva, and it's better understood as a dance of repentance. To reverse backwards, back where you've come from, so that you might remember. That's the deeper meaning here. Memory plays a role in our future mission. It acts as a catalyst of change. We look back to renew mission. Looking back allows us the space to have a prophetic imagination for the future. Looking back allows us to grieve and set our paths straight for righteousness. In other words, to return or repent and to renew is a dance of the ancient Hebrew word of teshuva. You see, many of us, we expect blessings, but we forget thanksgiving. We fail to look back, and when we don't turn back, when we don't collectively remember, we die. The stories die. The moment of our past become reframed, they become hijacked, or they become reappropriated. I've had multiple conversations with my friends that I refuse to let go of the word evangelical. I refuse. Even though it's been co-opted, even though it's been reappropriated, even though it's been hijacked because we haven't remembered what to be evangelical actually means. It means to share the good news with all people because all people deserve to know they are deeply loved, deeply cared for by their creator. This is what is so audacious about people critiquing critical race theory. It makes me mad. We need to look back and remember We need to look back at the oppression. We need to be reminded that we are a part of a deeper system of racism that is exploiting people and treating them like a commodity, or we will repeat history. Do you understand the importance of remembering people? There is nothing wrong with saying the truth about our past. We must look back at the moments and call them what they are, evil, vile, dehumanizing. The Bible calls it principalities of darkness. We must 
make monuments, books, literature. We must contribute to the academy. We must listen to the narrative of exploitation. We must acknowledge it so that we don't repeat our dark history in the future. So that we can continue to be missional. We look back, we teshuva to remember. So, I'm going to invite the band back up. I've cut out like four paragraphs of my manuscript. <laughs> this Lent. This Lent. May you relent from forgetting. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Drew? This Lent, make it different. Mark it. Maybe you've experienced radical transformation over the past two years. Maybe God is doing something new in your life and in your family. Mark it. Don't forget. Maybe you got out of an abusive relationship. Mark it. Remember it. Don't you hate when somebody says, you'll get over it? You won't get over it. You learn to carry it. You learn to carry it. Mark it. Remember it. Carry it. Fine. The other lectionary reading, I'll say it, God. The other lectionary reading is the prodigal son this week. The son forgot his father's provision, didn't he? He left, and he found himself eating the muck. He was in the muck. Even my father's hands have it better than me. I remember. And so the son teshuvahed. He turned back. And what did the father do? He threw a celebration. He threw a party. Life was changed. So may you remember and celebrate what God is doing in this moment. The new things, the new places, the new you. The places where God has been the entire time. In a few minutes, we are going to um, light some candles in prayer. We're going to use that as a time of offering and giving back to God. If you look in the very back by Nathan, Nathan, can you wave for us? He is so handsome. Um, that's Nathan, everyone. He's by a bunch of rocks, river rocks, and there's some Sharpies back there. My hunch is, is that there's some of you in here that need to mark something. I want you to write it on the river rock place it in your pocket and take it home and make a new monument. Join me in prayer. God, we remember. We remember. We remember. We remember the ways that you sacrificed yourself for us. 
We remember the ways that you seem to have shown up over and over and over again in our history, in our past, in our lives. God, we see the new things that you're doing, and we want to join you in it. In the name of the three in one.